Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Freedom of Species would like to acknowledge the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, who are the traditional owners of the land on which we broadcast today. We pay our respect to the elders of all of the lands on which we meet across Australia. Welcome to Freedom of Species, where a show that brings animal advocacy to the airwaves of 3CR Community Radio. I am Nick hosting today, and on the show I'm going to bring you some speeches from the Dominion Animal Animal Rights March, which uh, happened yesterday as I record it. Uh, It uh, it happened on the 8th of April 2023 uh, here in Melbourne. There was other events around Australia as well that will be throughout the week. And yeah, before us, you heard Out of the Pan, great show from Sally as always. She finished with the song Too Much Stuff by the Wolf Gang. And I did want to actually just have a little bit of a follow-on from Out of the Pan. Actually, there were some really great points about how to be an ally um, to transgender people and and just generally um, how to be an ally more generally too. And this event was put on by Farm Transparency Project. And yeah, just I, I just thought of this as one kind of example of, of an attempt to do that from within the animal movement. So I'm going to read their social media posts, which went out on their different platforms a couple of days before this rally. So this is from Farm Transparency Project. As we, prepare, as we prepare to march for animal rights on Saturday, we want to acknowledge that this has been a particularly difficult time for our trans allies with a recent surge of far-right extremism and Nazism in Nam slash Melbourne. We want to be absolutely clear that we stand alongside the trans community in opposition to these harmful and violent ideologies. If you don't feel safe to march with us on Saturday, please reach out to one of our team and let us know how we can help. For all those who can't join us, we stand with you in spirit. So we, we um, yeah, end of quote. Um, but it, we talk a lot on the show about, um, yeah, I guess there's different terms for it and, we, and there was a whole show on this recently uh sort of using the term total liberation there's also intersectionality is often used um consistent anti-oppression but really i guess for me regardless of the term used it's all about uh, i guess from an animal advocacy standpoint of seeing the connections between animal oppression and other forms of oppression but also recognizing other forms of oppression as important in their own right as well um, so again it's always nice to see small examples of animal advocates trying to do that so a little bit about the march so um yeah this is five years after the documentary dominion was released um and for those who are not familiar with dominion um this is from their website dominionmovement.com um it, it is a comprehensive account of the numerous ways animals are used and abused in australia By exploring six primary facets of our interactions with animals, companion animals, wildlife, scientific research, entertainment, clothing and food, the film questions the morality and validity of our dominion over the animal kingdom. So, yeah, um, that documentary, I think, was quite important for those of us who have maybe showed other, you know, older documentaries that they're um, from other countries. There's always sort of the argument, oh, okay, that's horrible, but that's in the US and that doesn't happen here. Or that was 10 years ago, that doesn't happen here. And sort of trying to distance themselves from other documentaries like Earthlings, for example, which is an older one in the US context. But, um, yeah, this documentary includes recent footage from Australia specifically and showing on what got, what showing showing what animal exploitation looks like in Australia specifically the the um, sort of goal or, or message of of the march was make animal abuse illegal. 
And yeah, they said, um, yeah, march us, meet us in the middle of the Melbourne CBD in a peaceful, powerful march for justice. It was held at the State Library. And yeah, I think that's about all from me. And not going to be too much for me today. It's mainly going to be the, the speeches from the rally. I did want to put in a fairly strong content warning for the speeches. Um, a lot of people speaking ha- are people who regularly, you know, go into. Um, slaughterhouses and and factory farm and and places of animals animal abuse and and in the speeches they they talk about what what goes on behind those scenes so there is quite a bit of graphic content in that regard so I did want to give a heads up to listeners about that um, but yeah let's get straight into the, the speeches so this features Christelle Force from the Farm Trans- Transparency Project and also a bunch of other speakers as well. Welcome to the Second Dominion Animal Rights March. We gather here tonight on the traditional land of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. Land that was stolen and never ceded. Land that always was and always will be Aboriginal. We acknowledge the deep suffering and violence brought to this country by colonizers determined to claim it as their own. We pay our respects to elders past and present. My name is Chris Delforce. Over the last 12 years, I've been inside 104 pig farms, 59 slaughterhouses and knackeries, and 52 broiler chicken, egg, duck, and turkey farms. I've filmed dozens of hours of footage, captured thousands of photographs, installed countless hidden cameras, and watched through thousands of hours of their content. And before my eyes, I've seen young cows beaten with sledgehammers, their eyes wide with terror. Thousands of fluffy newborn chicks dropped off a conveyor belt into the blades of a macerator and torn to bloody shreds. Pigs writhing and screaming at the bottom of a gas chamber. I've walked past row after row of sows and hens confined to tiny cages, losing their minds. Pen after pen of pigs, sheep, goats, cows and calves waiting to die come morning at the slaughterhouse the calves crying for their mothers in frantic confusion. I've been hunted for hours, my car destroyed when my hidden cameras were found. I've been raided and ransacked by police for capturing and publishing evidence of industrial animal cruelty. I've been publicly tarnished and ridiculed by industry, media and government. Ever since I first stepped foot inside one of these places, I have dedicated my life to seeing their end to tearing down the walls that keep them hidden and bringing to light what's done in the darkest depths of our species' quest for dominion. I have tried to tell the stories of the victims who were never meant to be seen or heard. I have tried to give their suffering at least some kind of meaning. It takes a toll. In those early years, I was a kid on fire propelled forever forward by a desperation to do furious good. But that rage has long been replaced by an insidious, lonely descent into numbness. It robs you of your ability to feel not just the sadness that should come with witnessing such horrible things, but the happiness in what once sustained you, the purpose that got you out of bed each morning. It strips you of your humanity and it leaves you feeling alone, hopeless, and impossibly weighed down by the burden of everything you know but can't change. But it's a lie, because none of us are alone in taking on this burden. What gives me hope now that this evil we defy cannot endure is the resilience of this movement the courage, integrity, and tenacity of the people who stand and fight beside me in the face of an industry rooted in cowardice. Five years ago, we released Dominion. Now, as we stand here tonight, it's time to ask ourselves, what has changed? In so many ways, nothing. Animals are still killed in numbers that rise every year. Legalised cruelty and abuse is still standard practice across all Australian farms and slaughterhouses. 
Those who seek to expose what happens to animals and advocate for their rights are criminalised, ridiculed and silenced. Animals still suffer. They still die. Society still turns a blind eye. But in so many other ways, everything has changed. In 2018 and 2019, animal rights and dominion made headlines all over the world as grassroots activists and groups shut down slaughterhouses, liberated animals, and disrupted the heart of Melbourne CBD, demanding justice. Dominion has reached over 4 million people, of many changing their lives. We have risen together and then struggled through one of the most difficult times in recent history as a global pandemic took the lives of millions around the world. Now, tonight, we come together again. Thank you. We stand here today representing three generations of the movement for animal liberation. A movement which will never die as long as there are still people who care and still people who see suffering and refuse to accept it. Tonight we will march for justice, for a kinder world, for fairness and compassion. But tonight is just another beginning. In 2018, we rose together, but that wasn't the end. The suffering of animals used for food, clothing, research and entertainment only exists because for too long, empires built on greed and power have been allowed free reign to take and destroy with no accountability and no consequences. We will not be silent in the face of violence and oppression. We will not turn a blind eye to those who scream for help. We will seek out, act out, and rattle the bars of every single cage until all animals are free. Until every cage is empty and every slaughterhouse is closed, we will continue to rise for all animals. Our recent campaign captured the final moments of thousands of pigs in CO2 gas chambers. We carry the screams of the pigs we saw gassed to death with us tonight. We carry the screams of every animal killed for no purpose other than human greed. For those who can't scream, we remember their desperate struggle to escape the hands that ended their life. We remember their frantic attempts to flee and their willingness to live even when the pain was unbearable and we mourn them all. Some days the sheer scale of the suffering that we know animals are experiencing every minute of every day is crushing. It's easy to let it wear us down, to want to hide from it or run from it. But tonight we stand as one to confront it head on and say that this ends with us. Together, we are the light that burns through the darkness and secrecy that these industries rely on. We bring to you the voices of all the animals locked away with no one to listen to their cries for help. We speak to you of their pain, their fear, and their desire for a better life. We demand change, and we will not stop until these empires of death fall forever. Tonight, we march for them. The Dominion Anniversary National Day of Action, four years ago, 20 of us entered the Curry Brothers slaughterhouse in Queensland. We walked onto the kill floor in the dark of night and we settled quickly. We were chained in pairs, locked onto machinery used to kill the animals. We each held a sign that said, we are peaceful and non-violent, and we waited. It didn't take long for the police to arrive after the workers discovered us, and it didn't take long for them to bring in the bolt cutters. We needed to hold our position on that kill floor, locked on. So an activist held up a tablet showing footage that had been released. Six minutes of hell on that Carrie Brothers kill floor. We watched the worker the workers and the manager watching the footage, they were watching themselves in that footage and the mood changed. 
and that opened the way for negotiations for the surrender of three lands. Nelson, Martin and Malcolm were saved just hours before slaughter and in living safe and love that farm animal rescue. In every slaughterhouse, sale yard, factory farm, there's always one we connect deeply with, one whose memory haunts us. The cow who's just given birth in a slaughterhouse holding pen. She was trying so desperately to find a way out. The hen who rested her little body on my foot as I stood quietly in the dark. The lamb whose body lay on the cold, hard ground close to his mum. She was injured, she couldn't stand, so she couldn't feed him. Her flesh was rotting beneath her. Both their deaths would have been agonizing. We cannot be silent in the face of violence and injustice. We must make our voices heard. My whole life, I've wanted to help animals. When I started going to farms to rescue animals, it felt like what I was supposed to be doing. When everywhere I turned in my life, animals were being mundanely commodified, I felt connected to the truth. There is one duck that I met on a rescue on a Victorian meat farm who sticks with me. He lay stuck on his back, as is quite common in the sheds. His bill was half buried in the thick muck covering the shed floor. He was scared of me when I approached, surely having never encountered human compassion before. I held him gently to wipe his nostrils clear and he looked back at me and he didn't struggle. For several long minutes, I tried in vain to help him stand. I knew in my heart that it wasn't possible, but I also knew that we couldn't take him. I couldn't bear the thought that there wasn't a thing that I could do to help him. He couldn't stand. He couldn't lay on his front without twisting back over, so I held him in a standing position for a few minutes to let him breathe a little easier. Then I propped him on a nearby bin so that his bill would stay out of the grime, and I left him to a fate of certain death, violently and ineffectually killed by a farmer, or a slow, agonizing death of dehydration over the next few days. I don't know what is worse. I walked back over to him again right before we left, once I was sure that I was leaving him there. He seemed calm as I stroked him and told him that I was sorry. I'm not one to cry during a rescue, but my vision blurred as I thought about how uncaring the next person to hold his little body would be how scared and confused he would be. And you may think, what is one duck? But every single duck in those sheds was suffering, and there were dozens in a truly dire state, just like that one, in that one shed alone. We saved a lot of lives that night, and that is invaluable. All I can hope is that I brought that particular duck some comfort in what was likely his final day. It's different once you've been to a factory farm. Those photos that you see online are part of a real, physical space. The species in them become individuals. They meet your eyes and you can feel it so thoroughly that they are really, truly suffering in every way. They're not looking in your direction. They're communicating. They are seeing and understanding. If it wasn't for rescuers and investigators, animals on factory farms would have nobody. They'd have no chance of ever escaping the industry with their life. And as it is, their chance of escaping is nearly zero. But every life saved is a whole world to that animal, meaningful beyond describing in words. Their life is the only thing that they have and they fight for it. They deserve it. listening to some speeches from the Dominion Animal Rights March recently held in Melbourne and we've heard some powerful speeches about uh, people who go in, investigate conditions uh, where animals are exploited and rescued animals and, and those kind of things. Um, we're also going to throughout just play a little bit of a taste of the, some of the music from the march as well. Um, but yeah, speaking of music, we're going to play a song now. So the first song I've chosen is called Dancing for Rain by Rise Against. And the lyric that specifically stood out to me was, and you won't ever feel us near, 
you won't ever find us kneeling or swallowing your lies. And while that is, I believe, believe more about religion, uh, I think we can definitely link it to animal exploitation from advertising, uh, images on products and that kind of thing. The picture of animal exploitation we get is very different to what, uh, what has been described. So, yeah, here is some Rise Against... like to reduce your risk of dementia, the Better Brains trial aims to discover whether targeted lifestyle changes can prevent memory decline in Australian adults. Participants aged 40 to 70 with a family history of dementia are allocated to receive health coaching from an allied health professional or health education materials about dementia and its risk factors. The trial is run entirely online, so visit www.betterbrains.org.au to sign up now. Better Brains is a 3CR supporter. 
Welcome back to Freedom of Species on 3CR Radical Radio. Um, on the show today, I'm playing some speeches from the Dominion Animal Rights March in Melbourne. Before, um, yeah, in the break there, we heard a song by Rise Against, which wasn't specifically about animal rights, but I saw some connections there, and definitely the band is a big supporters of animal rights. And in fact, um, Tim McGrath, the singer of Rise Against, was featured on Moby's recent documentary, Punk Rock Vegan Movie, which uh, if you look back at our older episodes uh, via the 3CR website and your favourite podcast app from just a few shows ago, uh, me and Caroline did a show, a full show all about that documentary and some of the issues raised on it. So check that out if you're interested. So we're going to um, we're going to now yeah again get back to some of the speeches once again we're we're hearing from people who do a lot of work investigating um, situations where animals are exploited and slaughtered so once again um, quite heavy content in terms of talking about um, some of the realities behind those scenes some of the violence that goes on so heads up to listeners for that um, we're going to hear a range of different speakers and yeah um, it will we'll be finishing up with um, Harley who for for regular Freedom of Species listeners will be very familiar with Harley. Before I was vegan, I remember watching Don't Watch Toggle and I was horrified. I had heard of these videos, these horrible things that happened to animals and had always told myself it wasn't true and that somehow these animals were being killed humanely. I remember my brother showing me a video of chicks being ground up alive on their first day of life, when I was 10 years old. I told myself that it was just some prank video. It was so horrifying that I didn't want to accept it was reality, and I ignored the memory of the video. But here I was, years later, watching the exact same video, and I knew I had to go vegan. I felt like I had been asleep all my life and finally woken up. And it frustrated me, and still does, that so many others are still asleep. This is why I began engaging in activism, to help others be educated on the reality of these industries and wake up the same way I did. Last year, I did a peaceful protest in Coles alongside other amazing activists, raising awareness of the use of so stalls in piggeries. I felt so motivated and accomplished after this action. But when I got back home into school, I was told that I was an aggressive vegan, forcing my opinion on others, when all we were doing was raising awareness on a very real and current issue. People would say to me, I understand where you're coming from, but do it in another place. But that's the problem. They don't understand where we are coming from. We are coming from the animals. We're speaking for them because their voices are silenced. People claim that everyone should have a right to eat what they want to eat, forgetting that there is another individual in the equation, an animal who has to endure the suffering because of their choice. People forget to stop and ask, what about their rights? What about the cow who was forcibly impregnated over and over again until she couldn't walk? What about the pig who was forced into a carbon dioxide gas chamber for your bacon? What about the chicken who is confined in a cage her entire existence for your eggs? What about the sheep who is repeatedly beaten for your wool? What about the five-day-old calf that had a bolt shot into their head so that you could take their milk? They had no choice. But us humans, we do have a choice. And that choice is living vegan. I don't break into farms and slaughterhouses because I enjoy risking my freedom. I don't enjoy lying flat on the ground, heart beating out of my chest, while a spotlight falls on the exact place we lie in the wet grass. Knowing that if we are discovered, jail time is a real possibility. But when the laws are unjust, it becomes our duty to act. We go into some of the darkest, most secretive places on the planet. We don't ask for permission. We don't ask for forgiveness. We simply do what we know is right, defying the law where we must in an attempt to bring their stories out with us. The hardest part is always walking away. 
And yet, this is a job to me. At the end of the night, I leave. I go home. I shower the filth, the stench, the night away, and I lay down in my bed, and I go to sleep. If my time as an investigator has taught me one thing, it is that I do not fear death, only suffering. I have walked through room after room filled with the squeals of piglets as young as a few minutes, many of them dying, trampled or crushed by the weight of their mothers, squealing in pain, helpless to do anything. I've seen suffering so bad that when I have had the strength to do so, I have chosen to bring an end to it myself. I have climbed to the bottom of a CO2 gas chamber, held my breath as my nose and eyes began to burn, my senses screaming at me to get out, knowing that if I took just one more breath of that air, I might not make it back up on my own. It was but a tiny taste of the terror they experience. I have searched through chillers for the strung up heads of horses, deemed waste products by the very industry that fools thousands into dressing up and betting on their lives. To the mother cow, whose gentle head I held on my lap in the middle of the night as she took her last breath. To the first layer hen I liberated, whose life is now hers, but who can never truly be freed of the prison we have turned her broken body into and to every animal I had left behind. May we somehow be forgiven. We will be the glass walls. We will do all that we can to force transparency on an industry that relies on secrets and lies. We will bring the truth to light. And we will fight until every cage is empty, until every animal is free, we will fight. I'm sure many of you here today can remember the moment. Whether it was seeing a photo or reading an article, watching a video or a documentary or even a real life experience, that moment that left you so distraught you vowed never to consume an animal product or fund animal exploitation ever again. I want you to think back to this moment and commend yourself. Because to overcome a moment like this, you have to be brave enough to hold yourself accountable and to act. And for me, that moment was watching Dominion. I was at a tattoo appointment with an artist I'd met only once before. We bonded over art and our cats before the conversation organically steered towards food and restaurants. When they revealed to me they were vegan, I foolishly commented, I just love cheese too much. They were polite. They told me about the many cruelty-free alternatives they loved and encouraged me that it was in fact quite easy to transition once you see and know what happens behind closed doors. Even though I was already vegetarian, like many, I'd avoided learning further about the industry and refused to uncover its deeply hidden horrors. But that night I went home and decided to be brave. What was meant to be a two hour film turned into four hours of pausing to close my eyes, intense sobbing, repeatedly apologizing to the animals on the screen, experiencing severe guilt, and wish I knew sooner. And I went vegan overnight. Fast forward several years, I began working for Farm Transparency Project, and it was here that I was exposed to a bottomless pit of devastating truths and the heartbreaking experiences began. Suddenly, I was seen behind those closed doors. I was apologizing to those individuals while looking them in the eyes, sobbing as I held them in my hands and witnessing exactly where and how they spent their lives with absolutely no choice. 
It is now more than ever that I understand just how much they depend on us to save them. In whatever capacity we witness the truth, we all understand our responsibility to ensure that truth is heard. And in whatever capacity we act, we all understand that each action, big or small, is leading towards a better future. And you don't need to work for an animal charity, be an activist, or have even rescued an animal to understand the unnecessary suffering animals are subjected to for our selfish pleasure. You just have to be brave. Brave enough to hold yourself accountable, but most of all, brave enough to act for them. I've always marked my life in firsts. My first day of school, first day of high school, first kiss, first heartbreak, first time moving out from home. When I was 19, everything changed and suddenly there began a whole new life of firsts. My first rally, pounding heat and feeling self-conscious in hastily pulled together all black clothes. I almost passed out on the steps of H&M. My first vigil, pre-dawn excitement turning sour as I smelt the chicken truck and saw their bodies packed together in the night. My first action, peering over a fence to see people locked on to the kill line, my heart pounding as one life was saved. My first arrest, legs and hands shaking as I locked onto the truck in the middle of the intersection. The giddy relief when it was over and I began to see what we'd done spreading around the world. And then, like snapshots, my first piggery, her eyes looking at me as soon as I walked in, her face that I still see whenever I close my eyes, the burning smell and the shame of feeling like I was going to throw up after only 30 minutes inside. My first rescue, the soft feeling of feathers in the night, trying to put one down only to find them clinging to my arm. She came with us that night. My first duck farm, first egg farm, first turkey farm, quail farm. The first slaughterhouse I walked inside and the first gas chamber I climbed into. The CO2 gas hit me and caused me to panic, gasping and shaking as my eyes streamed and my lungs burned. Soon, I'll run out of firsts. Already after six and a half years of fighting for animals with every part of my soul, I feel myself struggling not to get lost in the endless blur of pain and suffering that exists around us every single day. But there's one thing that keeps me going. One thing that lets me smile when a calf or a piglet, who in just hours will be brutally killed, suckles at my hand from their pens and then gives me the strength to turn my back and walk away. And that's the belief, the knowledge, that one day, maybe in my lifetime, there will be no more firsts, because together we will fight until there are only lasts. The last piggery, a stain on our history. The last vigil as we say goodbye for the final time. The last egg farm, last turkey farm, duck farm, quail farm, shut down for good and transformed into something else. The last slaughterhouse, preserved as a museum and a reminder of what we are capable of. Those lasts, that future, that's why I fight. to speeches from the Dominion Animal Rights March on Freedom of Species. We're going to play a bit more music now. So we're going to play a, um, a local artist, um, a local NAM slash Melbourne artist. Um, yeah, singer-songwriter, this is Kezra and her single, Insane. You told me you care a lot why is this the clock so you 
Iran to the Americas, the Pacific to Palestine, and here in so-called Australia, people are standing up for freedom and liberation. This May Day at Melbourne State Library, join the voice of Revolution Iran Melbourne, the Black People's Union, renegade activists, unionists, and people from all over the world as we stand together in understanding that we are all in this together. A lineup of speakers and music from around the world demanding justice and celebrating our common struggles and our common humanity will be announced on the event page soon. You can find the event by searching May Day for Freedom and Liberation on Facebook. May Day for Freedom and Liberation, 5.30pm, Monday 1st of May at State Library, Victoria. A 3CR community radio supporter. Hi, I'm Eric Bibb and you're listening to 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. Welcome back to Freedom of Species. Uh, We are playing some speeches from the Dominion Animal Rights March. We're going to play one final speech here in the final little segment um, featuring Christelle Force um, from the Farm 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 Transparency Project. I guess leading to this song, I did want to mention just a... Like a, I guess, a debate within the animal movement I've come across around graphic footage in terms of some argue that focusing on graphic footage can kind of lead into the argument of, oh, well, that's done the wrong way and we just need to reform it and kill animals more nicely and, and that kind of thing. Um, but I guess from my watching of part of Dominion, I, I haven't seen the whole thing. I've seen about a 20-minute version at a, at a public event because I'm a long-time vegan. I watch a lot of... Uh, a lot of graphic footage back in the day, and I, it was very powerful in making me switch over to being vegan. Um, and I do think it has a place in the movement. But I guess from my from my watching of that documentary, it really seemed to focus on inherent the inherent problems of these industries and the equipment used, and and these kind of inherent problems rather than just that more sort of uh, welfareist reformist kind of thing of we just need to have more regulations and it'll be fine. And I feel like all of the speeches today, but particularly the um, particularly this final one, really emphasised that that sort of more uh, philosophical rejection is not just that things are being done in particularly bad ways but some of the inherent problems with animal slaughter and and our dominion over animals more generally so we're going to have that final speech from christelle force a little bit more music from the rally as um as with the others as well so here we go the final speech coming up christelle force farm transparency project I spoke before of numbness. I know that on some level it's protected me. It's enabled me to do things that many people could not. 
to witness or experience things that should have broken me time and time over for more than a decade. I see the same thing in the young men who take roles in their local slaughterhouse, not because they yearn for violence and blood, but because they need the money. And no matter how sick and horrified they may feel in their first few days, their brain soon throws up a barrier and the animals cease to be individuals capable of suffering and feeling pain. It's otherwise impossible to do what needs to be done without being psychologically crushed by it. I understand it. It makes sense. And I'm glad I've been able to put it towards a more altruistic use than killing. Our fight is not with these individuals. They too are exploited by these industries. Our fight is with the cowards who hide the reality of their operations behind meaningless buzzwords like high welfare, humane, ethical and free range. Cowards like the management of Diamond Valley Pork Slaughterhouse here in Melbourne who built a completely enclosed gas chamber to make sure their workers could never see what was happening inside it and then hired security guards to keep people like us from getting in. But we still got in. They put up walls, we scaled them. They locked their doors, we find another way in. And we always will. They know that secrecy is crucial to their continued operation because good people won't stand for what they do. There is never accountability, never any responsibility taken. Obscure, deceive, deflect, that's all they know. But this secrecy is also their undoing. It's how seven years ago, I was able to hide inside the macerator room in Victoria's largest hatchery for the egg industry to capture the brutal shredding of unwanted male chicks because the entire thing was designed to keep workers out while the machine was in operation. It's how in January this year, I was able to hide at the top of the gas chamber at the AFG slaughterhouse, shielded from view of the workers by a rubber screen designed to keep them from seeing the pigs being gassed below me. It's how Diamond Valley Pork and the Benalla Slaughterhouse failed to find our hidden cameras deep in their gas chambers. There is something very powerful about inserting yourself into a system where humans are not meant to be, subverting and exploiting the secrecy those systems depend on. In the case of AFG, being able to hide, being able to be with those pigs in their final moments to bear witness and look them in the eye and understand what they're going through as the chamber violently robs them of their oxygen and to hear their piercing desperate screams fade into nothing amidst the constant scraping of machinery and the hissing of the gas. This was not the first time we were able to get footage inside these chambers. That was in 2014, nine years ago. But the kind of damning mainstream coverage that this issue has now received would not have been possible if that chamber had been open in design. We know that the alternatives to gassing are no better and Dominion covered just how savage they can be. The industry itself and the Victorian and federal governments have openly stated that this is the best there is, despite the obvious merciless cruelty of it. I don't know if there's ever been a better illustration of how there is no such thing as a humane way to kill someone who doesn't want to die. There is always suffering, there is always pain. Everything that these industries do is only legal because farmed and other commercially used animals are exempt from legal protections against cruelty and abuse. Without those exemptions, every mutilation of a baby piglet, piglet lamb, chicken or goat becomes an illegal act of cruelty. Every animal slaughtered for food would warrant prosecution. Yet we still have cowards in industry and government hiding behind a myth that animal cruelty in farms and slaughterhouses is a matter of isolated incidents and rogue operators, quickly identified and harshly dealt with by authorities. We're told by people like Gail Tierney that if we have legitimate complaints about animal abuse, we should take them to the authorities, knowing that those authorities can do absolutely nothing about legal, systemic, industry standard cruelty like gas chambers. Is it too much to ask for this industry to have a shred of goddamn integrity? To acknowledge the inherent awfulness of what they do and admit that they just don't care? 
Do they not realize that people are finding out anyway? I've come to realize that no matter how many billions of dollars they may have at their disposal, no matter how large and powerful they may appear, no matter how much they may delight in exploiting and subjugating the vulnerable who can't fight back, this is an empire of spineless, pathetic cowards standing atop a crumbling wall, and we're coming to knock it over. been listening to speeches from the Dominion Animal Rights March in Melbourne and we just heard a speech from Chris Force, the final one I'm going to bring you today and just in the remaining few minutes I wanted to just briefly mention I guess just some additional issues which I thought were raised by the rally in that I guess if I could summarize it and maybe it was just me but one sort of emotion coming out of the rally was really despair which I I totally understand in terms of those going in and doing the rescues and only being able to rescue a small number of animals and leaving the others behind but I guess I just saw a lot of uh, potential for you know mental health issues activist burnout and and those kind of issues from people doing the rescues but also I guess from people just becoming more aware of this as important as it is as well so yeah it's not something we're going to be able to cover in depth now but I will put a link up to a previous show we did with Bede Carmody uh, who unfortunately passed away a few years ago but we played a speech from him he um, he ran an animal sanctuary pretty much by himself he had some volunteers but he mostly ran it by himself and also worked for Amnesty International full time um, so really had his handful with activist work for humans and other animals as well um, so yeah highly recommend that show um, the speech from Bede I'll put a link up to it in the show notes on in, in our notes on the Freedom, Freedom Species website on the 3CR site 3cr.org au forward slash freedom of species and also it'll be in the description of whatever podcast app you're listening to as well i think it's also really important and they spoke about that of of celebrating victories as well whether it is a small number of animals being um, released from slaughterhouses whether it is um, rescuing an individual companion animal these kind of individual victories and the benefits of the individual animals i think are really important as well in terms of avoiding activist burnout mental health those kind of issues as well if you'd like to look more into Farm Trans- Farm Transparency Project, their website is farmtransparency.org and that will have links up to their social media and, and more information about all the issues you raise in animal exploitation in Australia. If you'd like to watch Dominion, you can just simply go to the website watchdominion.com. So again, the website is watchdominion.com if you'd like to um, take a look at that documentary. Again, very heavy but but very powerful um, stuff that goes on behind closed doors and um, be, being, aware of, being aware of these issues. We go to air every Sunday, 1 till 2 p.m. You can listen live via 855 AM if you're in Melbourne. You can stream live via the 3CR website, 3cr.org.au, from anywhere around the world. Um, you can also contact us with any feedback on the show, freedomofspecies at gmail.com. Um, connect with us on social media as well. We are part of the iRaw network, so a bunch of shows um, yeah, highlighting issues around animals and animal rights. So if you'd like to hear other the podcast for animals the website is irawpod.com and yeah also we encourage everyone to check out all the shows across the 3cr network including um rotations which you'll hear next and you can listen to that if you'd like to hear some new music um it features music from a range of different 3cr presenters all kinds of different genres and themes and everything else So that's all I have time for today on Freedom of Species. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next Sunday, 1 till 2. Uh, The final song song I'm going to play is Boys We Bugs by Cave Town. Um, I do have to mention that this song does contain some swearing. And, yeah, this song is all about, um, I guess, masculinity and gender. And there are some links to animals or bugs specifically. Um, Yeah, Boys We Bugs by Cave Town. I'm a dumb teen boy I eat sticks and rocks and mud I don't care about the government And I really need a hug 
feel stupid, ugly Pretend it doesn't bother me I'm not very strong But I'll fuck you up if you're mean to bugs CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.